Total Tales of a Vampire Hunter Chapter 2 Jesus, this place is a dump, George Jonathan from Riley said. You could have stayed anywhere, and you picked this shit hole. His upper lip wrinkled as he smelled something rancid. Oliver bit his lip, stopping the urge of his lip, stopping the urge to defend himself. Sorry, he sure he could have used the family money. He had vowed to leave all that behind. He proved himself just as capable of any of any of, of them all on his own. Did he put up a fight? Jonathan circled the bed. Oliver didn't answer him. He turned and cocked a dark eyebrow. Oliver saved the knowledge that Jonathan wouldn't have to admit he what that he had what it took to be his own on his own to be one of them. But no, the cocked eyebrow and arrogant disdain turned from war like a brand, but the same as always. Oliver turned away from Jonathan and his prize first kill. He wasn't going to let his brother ruin the beginning of his new career, his new life. No, she was gone before she even stopped coming. It was easy. He lifted his dark eyebrow as if challenging him to dispute the evidence. She's a tiny thing, Jonathan said dismissively, picking him up with one hand and looking at the silver and ruby rings she wore stacked on one pale finger. Looks like a Vadalier clan. Trouble for sure. I can handle them, Oliver said. Jonathan ain't going to get a rise out of him today. He need, he, we need to move her. Grab an arm. Together they lifted the vampire's body from the snacking mattress and disposed her, disposed of her into the rug in front of the window. Jonathan took the rings from her fingers and pocketed them. I said I could handle them. You don't have to keep those, Oliver frowned. Would Jonathan never stop treating him like a child? Ready, Jonathan reached up and drew the, din- the dingy black coat curtain back. Letting sunlight float into the room, Skinner's skin began to smoke and snapping and crackling, as if it was on fire. Oliver watched, fascinated, as a vibrant vampire lured to his bedroom disappeared. It happened so fast, it was like watching time-elapsed photography. As she said, she's dust to dust, Oliver said quietly. May she rest in hell, Jonathan said. Which was just a pile of dust on the carpet. Oliver plugged in a little... Does have his stash in his bag and flipped the switch to start the suction. Just like that, the remainder of Siri was gone. What are you going to do if we turn out that she's one of the older ones and not affected by the sun? I had a blackout pun, said Oliver said. You got lucky this time, Jonathan said, as if he didn't believe him. Luck had nothing to do with it. I, Oliver cut himself off, determined not to let his brother push him, defending himself. We got we we all got to move, Jonathan. Open the door. Oliver stowed the vacuum cleaner and and slung off the slung his duffel bag over his shoulder. I know you might be different for the rest of them, but he was still Riley, still a vampire. Didn't need anyone telling him what to do. Look, I don't want you to get hurt. Mum would kill me. Jonathan grinned and gave Oliver a shove, playful shove. Oliver ignored him and headed up for the. Headed the stairs. Outside the street was crowded with pedestrians. Let's get breakfast. You can tell me all the gory details while we eat, Jonathan said. They found a diner a block away and started settled in the booth. There's not a lot to tell. I got here, checked in the hotel and went for a walk. I sensed her before I 
saw her, felt her, just like you always told me. She was drawn to me, too. All I did was ask her for directions. She came to me, and the rest was cake. She was not no idea what that was happening until it was too late for her to do anything about it. So he told the story, he drowned two glasses of orange juice, a duvet, Denver omelette, and a half sack of blueberry pancakes. How soon did you have sex? How soon did you have sex with her? Jonathan sipped a cup of coffee. Pretty much right off. We kissed a little bit first. That seemed to ease my mind or something. She had no idea that I was a vampire hunter, but I felt sure of it. I changed somehow. Oliver frowned, trying to find words to describe the sensation that had come over him. You know, it was me, my only brighter day, we were more there. The way you always thought I would be, if, guys gave me a chance, if you guys gave me a chance to prove yourself, myself. She had to have noticed it too, but even she was far too gone and just playing attention. If you kept your guard up, you shouldn't know until too late, Jonathan said, nodding. You told me, but it was different when it was actually happening to me. I felt my soul, her soul inside of me. Even when we were just kissing, it almost choked me. Oliver shivered, remembering how he worried what he might now be able to do before she figured out that he, he was who he, what he was and killed him. He felt her teeth on his throat, a fear that somehow nearly froze him. When her soul and his, his had swelled together, he'd been afraid, afraid he wouldn't be strong enough, afraid he'd, she'd overpower him. Afraid his first kill would be his last. You never, you never get used to it. Jonathan smiled at the waitress who refilled his cup, and she blushed. Hope I never do. I won't want to be. It wouldn't be dangerous taking it for granted. Oliver thought of the way Sierra or blended with his. How good it felt to destroy the vampire in her. How beautiful and tragic her death had been. He remembered the human sorrow he felt deep inside of her, and the pity that had risen in up in, the, in him doing response. If he had hesitated then, she would have killed him. It was a way, it would always been between their kind, kill or be killed. That's just it. You can't ignore the danger vampires hunters face. Not in places like this with so many vampires around. It's different in the sticks. If you're not careful, experience one of them will sense you first and you'll be toast. If they like dealing with one of them who can read minds, it's even worse. I'm not going back home, so let so back off. No matter what anybody said, he was going. I wasn't going back to the family compound in Indiana. No one's making you trying to make you do anything but grow some brains. Jonathan pushed his plate away and shook his head. I have brains enough to leave. Oliver frowned. He shouldn't have called Jonathan. He shouldn't have been so eager for the family's approval. You're not ready yet. No matter what you did last night, you'll never be ready. You know that. For once, John's tone was softer. Just let me go. He's proven himself. Why can't Jonathan see that? Done. Finish up. Let's get rid of her. Now you show me your new city while I talk some sense into you. Jonathan stood, walked through some funny at the table and walked towards the exit. Oliver hurried out the diner after angry anger after his anger after his test tightened. He felt a child his mummy wouldn't let go of his of his hand so he could cross the road still cross the road all by himself. 
always been that way since he'd been remembered. Oliver's different, he's special. We need to protect him. Watch out for him, said, and protect him, like Zavali said. He's ten. Can't he stay by himself? I said the question, you know it. It's not fair. I have a date with Megan. Let Derek watch him for once, Oliver said. Jonathan said. Oliver listened, hidden under the tall table. Grown-ups never looked like they were kids where the were kids were, unless they were bossing them around. He saw himself reflected in a large entryway mirror, but he, he knew his brother and mother wouldn't see him, even if he looked out into the hall. They did not see things in mirrors the way we saw them, not even their own reflections. Sometimes his mother asked him about the stuff he saw, wonderful things like in fairy tales, scary tales like a creature features. She wanted to know what he saw, though he could not could not tell her what he told her, told her, frightened her. Oliver was not afraid. The other world in the mirror enchanted his imagination. The creatures in the mirror did not scare him. In his mother's fear that shamed him and made him frightened of his unique ability. Sometimes he hated being different from all the other Rani's. Sometimes he walked to... Soon longed to walk through the mirror and escape his family. He had a feeling that the monsters in the mirror would feel know exactly how he felt, and welcomed him. In, and William never felt welcome in his own family, but he could lo- be like the rest of them. He looked away from his reflection, called away from his hiding place, and walked into the parlor. I don't need watching. I feel, I feel all kind of sick. Can't I just go to bed? He tried with great success, he thought, to keep his desperation from his voice. And his mother frowned and felt his forehead. You feel warm. How's your throat? He coughed. Just a little scratchy. See, the runt's sick. He can stay home, Jonathan said. The mother sighed and then kissed Oliver's forehead. Up to bed you go then. In your PJs, under the covers, lights out. Dismissing him, she turned back to Megan. I don't like that, Jonathan. I don't like that Megan girl dating a human. It's not an ideal time. She's nice, Mum. Really, I like her. She began. They began a familiar argument. Oliver started up the stairs, and they already forgot about him. He knew no one would be up up to check on him. While that while that normally would made him sad, tonight it suited him. He didn't even notice he's gone. He fought he fought them later. Found them later in the, the barn's hayloft. Megan's dad fe- would kill Jonathan when he knew where, where they went, what they did. Oliver wondered if he was part of a thrill seeking around under the old man's nose and behind their mother's back. He kept sn- snoozing cows and climbed a ladder until his eyes were level, the hay strewn floor. His grey hoodie his grey hoodie hid him well as he they, they were too busy to notice him anyway. Full moon illuminated everything. They were naked. Megan was spread out on the sweet smelling hay. Jonathan lay beside her her beside her and when he moved Oliver saw his dick was all swelled up. He rubbed it all over his Megan's leg and leaned over, sucking her big boobs until she moaned and started thrashing around. 
Oliver watched, fascinated, as Megan's legs parted. Jonathan's hand wiggled around behind her legs. She seemed to like it. Her back arched, and she cried out so much. Jonathan had to kiss her and say, Shush! Megan, someone were here at us. Just fuck me, Johnny. What a slut. She was begging for it. I don't, I can't, baby. Isn't this, isn't this nice? Jonathan kissed her and his hand moved faster between his legs. Otto watched wide-eyed. Megan's fingers circled Jonathan's dick. She stroked it up and down, all slowly and twisty, until it came big and red. Jonathan seemed to have forgotten his sushing. His breath sucked in and out so loud it sounded like a train leaving the room. Think much how nice you'd be if you just put it in me. Come on, baby. Jonathan moved quickly, a blur of muscles and sweaty limbs covered. Megan, for a moment, while only, uh, for a while, all Oliver saw was Jonathan white butt moving up and down, her legs flashing till she screamed and stopped moving. Jonathan sat up, holding his hand, rocking back and forth over Megan's lifeless body. Oliver's legs went out from under him. His cake shuttled down the Dad's rungs. Splinters dug into his hands. He hit the ground hard and ran around all the way back home, climbing the vines of his bedroom window, falling inside and ripping off his sweatshirt clothes. His heart pounded as he tucked himself back into bed. Jonathan had killed Megan. Boy, was Mum going to be mad. Marina Van Lander read Oliver's by his unprotected faults, saw his childhood memories as he as he had them, and she frowned. What a sad, confused little boy he had been once. But it didn't matter now. Now he's a vampire and under, well, perhaps not as dangerous as his brother Jonathan Roddy, whose reputation preceded him. He still managed to kill her sister, Vera. Then Van had felt seen as death when it happened. The loss of all their own had sent a ripple through the family. Scratching the, scratching the ones who were able to withstand the sunlight through the streets of Lutzakago to find whoever responsible killed him. Only Dumb Luck had found her close enough to pick up Oliver's faults. As he told his brother about the killing Sonny Sage, Vanellier, the clan leader, would be proud of her if she could, if she could manage to pull this off and take down the Ripley all by self. Miranda tucked off her tucked her cell phone into her purse. If she could do this on her own, they'd forgive her for not calling reinforcements. And maybe they'd finally accept her. Eye for an eye, two for a tooth, she said, following the Ripley buzz as they bought the train tickets and got on the old train, careful to keep her distance. Chapter 3 Creeps me out, this underground shit, Jonathan said as the L train plunged into darkness, rocketing through its tracks, click-clack, clickety-clack, 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 click-clack. Going under the river now, the reverse of it, the reverse it flow, you know, that, how awesome is that? Oliver didn't, wasn't going to let Jonathan's activity get to him, not today, not ever again, fucking stupid if you ask me. These are the same people who burned the whole city down. And rebuilt it, Oliver's 
Oliver wrapped his arms around his duffel coat bag as if he thought Jonathan might make a grab for it. Grand Avenue, next stop. Grand. The speaker announced. That's us, Oliver, Jonathan said. I know. They fought the crowd getting off the train as the others did try to get on, pushing them past them. Our souls, city people. I don't know how you deal with it. This place sucks, Jonathan said. They took the stairs to street level. I like it, Oliver walked walked faster, headed for Lake Michigan. We're dumping the lake and then you can can go. Navy Pier beckoned, lit up like a carnival. How about that, that, that the vampire chick who's been on us ever since we left at dinner? Who, you gonna ask her not to watch when you dump vampire dust in the water? Jonathan clo- leaning closer, his voice in the ground. Ground, what girl? Oliver could not stop himself from craning his neck at back. Jonathan grabbed his arm and held him, hold him for the pier entrance and down the ballway. They blended in with the crowd. Let's go, Oliver jerked away, going his brother. Jonathan stopped for a seat. Ticket booth for shoreline sea, shoreline sea, shoreline sightseeing, and shoved a wider cash at the startled-looking woman. She handed him two tickets. He boarded a large white boat. Just as it pushed off, engine turning like Richards, grey green water into a rolling boil. Red-headed girl came close and watched them pull out. At past the back wall. Even from 50 yards away, Oliver could feel her fury. Vandalia clan, he, had a, he asked. Jonathan as they climbed down a metal staircase leading to the lower deck in the back of the two devil boat. They reached a devil diesel fuel, which explained why everyone else stayed on the upper deck. Probably. Did you ever think you didn't, you wouldn't know you killed one of theirs? You didn't sense her until I told you she was trailing us. You want in over your head, come with me, alive. Oliver gnawed him, leaning his elbows on the boat, rallying, checking the side light out as they cruised down the roof coast. Since he was beautiful, probably even more so that he didn't have a vampire body to get rid of a controlling old brother to deal with, and a pissed off, Blood stuck on his arm. Jonathan yanked out the dust burster from Oliver's bag and dumped the remained what remained of Celia Vandalia over the side. You got to have to watch your back. It, it'll be this way every single time. You leaving, Oliver? Curse the sight note. The slight note of apprehension he heard in his voice. I'm not sure I'd like to. I live to regret this. But yes, I'm leaving. Sink or swim time, bro. Those vamps get too close to you hightail it home. He sipped the boat buster back into Oliver's bag. Yes, absolutely. Oliver grinned. The boat was to travel a coastway join Haddock Marina, Lakeshore Drive, Condoras. And back to the other, Sears Tower, Sheffield Field and Museum Campus. Two over, it pulled back into the ship alongside the dock. There was no sign of the angry redhead. 
Think we lost her, Oliver? Asked, oh, doubtful. You just backed off. I leave when we've shaken her off. Deal? Jonathan walked briskly by the dock and held a cab at the player's entrance. Deal? Oliver said as they climbed into taxi. Taxi said straight away as if the hounds of hell were nipping at their tyres. What's oozing going? Jenny? No. Jay did know it? Jonathan asked. Yep, the buddy cab driver scowled. Chetty stringed his three eyes back to the, on the road and weaving in and out of traffic. What's jaded? Oliver asked. You'll find out. A small that was enough to motivate the Marina's cafe into training and Riley's cabby, Riley's brother's taxi. Not too close, she said. Her head throbbed from the effort reading Oliver's mind earlier. She rubbed her temples, worrying if she ever get used to the headache that came whenever she tried to use her vampire abilities. What did you think you say, doll? She watched the city speed by trying to calm her heart's frantic beating. She'll catch the vampire hunters. It doesn't matter where they went. If she kept her wits about them, she'd be able to kill them both. Her strength and awareness what they would make her immune to their seductive powers. If she could get one of them alone. They're stopping. Slow down, she said. Entering. Watching the boys entering a brownstone building and no sign or, or street name on. What's that place? I don't know. Want me to stay off the meter? Sweet of you to offer, but I can't take I can take care of this myself, but thanks. She gave him a twenty and went in after them. Holy shit, this is a sex club, Oliver said. What the f- what would you just shut the fuck up? Jonathan scowled at him as they made their way through a crowd of scantily dressed people. Leather, nipple clamps, piercings and tacks seemed to be the favoured fashion statement among the patrons of wool clothing. They went to the bar and ordered some juice, apparently alcohol was frowned upon, and whips were part of the fun. Oliver tried to act nonchalant as a girl crawled past him. She yelped each time as a brawny leather vested dude smacked a bare red street arse with a sternal pedal. Another man dangled a whip in front of her. Motivation, Oliver had no clue, but he could see the girl was into it. Between her legs, was, she was swollen and wet with excitement. He wanted to follow them, curious, but stuck close to Jonathan, for his usual down, down there, done that expression. Been there, done that expression. It's not a sex club, Marlon. It's a B, B, D, S, M club. So why are we here, Oliver? Hated it when Oliver called him names. But it wasn't the time or place to get into the fight. Beach can't touch us here, or she'll have to be fr- have her arse thrown out. My bet is she'll get get a load of this and run, run like hell. In the meantime, I'm going to blow off some steam. Don't forget the eye of a woman wearing a steam-collared leash and high knee-high boots. She knelt in front of his brother, winked, who winked at Oliver as she... As he took her leash and they led her away. Oliver wondered if this was just part of the ploy to show him how out of his element he was here. All of Jonathan's talk about leaving was just talk. Coming off, the voice purred behind him. Oliver turned, and there she was, 
the pissy redhead. What the hell? Why didn't he censor the way he had the first vampire? See ya. More importantly, why hadn't Jonathan? First time you? Said calmly as he running into a vampire BDSM club or something. I have had him all the time. Same interesting place. What's your bottom picture? Bottom or top? So much just as casual as his. Had to know that it wasn't anything he could do to hurt her. Yet she had to know there wasn't ever had a vision of the pretty red hood riding him like a horse, and his cock went red rock hard. A jean in his jeans. What? You know, top is the one doing the dominating, the leader at the bottom, the one who submits, takes you, and gives you what they've given like a good boy. She cocked her head and licked her full lips. A sweeping gaze seeming to size him up. Top definitely tried on one of Jonathan's growls for size. She smiled. Perfect, let's go. She tucked her hand into his and tugged him away from the bar. Go? Jonathan Oliver looked around. Where was Jonathan? They've got private rooms, much better. She talked to a man who led them down a narrow hall into the dark room where it lit by candles tucked into the alcoves in the black walls. It smelt like sex and leather and scent of the floor was on an ottoman. Hanging over it was chains attached to what looked like handcuffs. Soft canvas straps with alcove on the ends. I'll be just outside, Jay Dorman said before closing the door behind him and leaving him alone. Why is he waiting, Oliver asked, protecting us. So we feel safe. Pretty cool, huh? Thought you hadn't been here before. He tried to look composed as if things were not completely out of his element, walking around the level of one, running his fingers un- over an assortment of wipes, paddles, and other strange but sexy-looking implements displayed on the walls. What was this BDSM? It was all about spanking the leather goods. He racked his brain to come up with a game plan if he was supposed to be in charge. He couldn't just ask her for tips. There isn't, this isn't the only game in town, she simmered out of her jeans, lifting her arms of her head, her t-shirt came off next, leaving her nude. I assume you want me naked, right? Oliver's mouth went dry. Naked, yes, naked was good. Kneel, he said, remembering the way the collar woman had kneeled in front of his brother, and the way the other girl called for the man, called for the man with a paddle. Her mouth formed a little over. She was surprised. He knew what to do, but she did it. She folded herself up elegantly, spread her knees open, and placed her hands, palm into her thighs, as if something, if saying, "Here I am. I'm all yours." Looked over. Looked like looked like that. He walked around her. her. Close your eyes. Her eyelids fluttered down. Long black lashes brushing her cheeks. Nice. Now crawl. Stop when I tell you to stop. Keep your eyes closed and follow my voice. This is coming naturally now. Oliver thought everything enjoying himself despite the danger of being alone in the room with a vampire he didn't know exactly what he was. She wasn't she wouldn't break the rules and take him out here that all with all humans around. She did it, moving hastily, with nothing to guide her but his voice. What game is she playing at? Left, right, left, right, good stop. He ran a fingertip over her lips. Whatever she was doing, he, he liked it. He liked it a lot. Her nostrils flared as she shivered. 
when he slipped the finger into her mouth, but she did not suck it. Good girl, he said. He reached up, taking the chains into his hand, and clinging them together, watching her eyelids flutter, her body tense and her fingers clench. Open your eyes. When she looked up at him, her eyes were pools of blood, blue in need. Well, pools of blood, pools of blue need. Wow, he thought. This was intense. He felt himself throbbing long, a thick end of his jeans. He was just as excited as he seemed to be. Up on the ottoman, on your knees, he held it, held it steadily for her, running her hand over the curve of her bottom as she obeyed. She shivered like a wild. She shivered like a wild animal, unused to animal touch. Arms up, she did, and she clasped, clasped the cuffs. She clearly round her wrists. What now? A jumble of images flashed through his mind. His desire, ratcheting up a notch, with each thought, her mouth on his cock, her wooden flesh, offered to tease until she begged him for more. Her body writhing at the end of the chains as he spanked her with his bare hand. She waited, seemingly content to do whatever she wanted. Whatever he said, my wife would have watermelon, she said. Her voice was clearly as cocksure as when she approached him at the bar. Okay, watermelon. He's really had to learn more about this DSM stuff. Paddle, he thought, looking around for this wooden on display, picking up one made of wood with small holes drilled in it. His arm was lifted, his target her luxurious little arse. The door opened. What the hell, Oliver groaned. Great work, Oliver. Closed the door behind him, so he walked to the door. So he said, taking the paddle from of her head and, and using it to lift her the bound, lift the bound off Redhead's chin. Who the hell are you?